I want to start tonight with a quote from Ernest Holmes. This comes from uh, his book called Discover a Richer Life. He says, life is not something to be endured. It is to be lived in full-out joy, a fullness without limit. We should get rid of old, morbid concepts. I place no value on anything unless it brings us gladness, love, friendship, and the ability to laugh. Unless it makes me feel that every person I meet, if I knew them, I would love them. And so tonight we are talking about joy. I'm sure you've gathered that by now. And, uh, and I wanted to, in particular, maybe this year to talk about joy at the beginning of the holiday season. Because, gosh, we have everything to not be joyful about, don't we? Right now, whether you read the news, whether you're listening to your Twitter verse, whether you're uh, embroiled in the, uh, different social activism uh, causes that, that seem to be just up for grabs anymore, just good, sensible people sometimes making outrageous statements that seem to minimize our personal freedoms and to marginalize whole groups of people. It's like... If I don't put my mind on it, I could really be down in the dumps for this holiday season. And I'm guessing I'm not alone. I'm guessing many of us are feeling a little less than joyous this holiday season. Let me try something on for size, though. So who has done some holiday decorating? Okay. How many people have already got their tree up? Oh, wow, good for you. How many other people have maybe done uh, holiday cards or planned a solstice celebration? Or, you, you know, I'm, I, of course, I'm concentrating maybe on, on the Christians here, but uh, anyone have a giant menorah out on their lawn? Yeah, my neighbor has hers up, and I'm very happy about that because, of course, this isn't just about uh, Christmas and Christians, the holiday season. Uh, almost all of the major religions have some kind of a celebration that goes on this year, whether it's Hanukkah or Solstice or Christmas or, uh, or one of the others. And, and I think it's because we're almost daring ourselves in this dark season of the year to express joy. We're almost on purpose saying, I'm going to rise to the occasion and make a little bit of a miracle out of what's going on in my life. Um, Christmas was always one of my favorite holidays, of course, as a child. I think most kids, the idea of presents and extra family around and some of the unusual but unusually good foods that get served and, and so on. And I, uh, gosh, I could probably tell at least half a dozen stories uh, around Christmas, but I, I wanted to share one in particular with you. I think I was five years old. I actually have no memory of this whatsoever. This is, do you have like stories that are handed down from the elders about you that you have no actual remembrance of all? So this one is from my mom and my dad. I was five years old and in our family uh, we always had kind of a, a, a big Christmas tree with lots of presents under it and, uh, and usually my father was the one who quote played Santa Claus and so that there wasn't a mad scramble under the tree. My father would get the gifts out and hand one to Aunt Rose and one to my mom and one to me and one to Cousin Joe and so on. And when I was five years old, he made this announcement, Larry, you get to be Santa Claus this year. 
And oh my gosh, my eyes, well, of course I couldn't even read. So one by one, I'm getting the presents out from under the tree and I would take them up to my dad and he would say, well, that's for grandma. And so then I would take it over to grandma. And I gotta tell you, I, although I have no memory of this, they tell me that I was just like on fire. It was like the, the biggest glow in my face to be handing out the presents at, at Christmas time. And of course, uh, my... Uh, uh, my father, not wanting to kind of spoil the rhythm of it all, when I would come up to him and it would say Larry on the tag, he would just put it aside as though it were for him, right? And so I'm five, I'm not putting any of this together, but eventually the tree starts looking pretty bare. I've handed out all the presents and it finally occurs to me, <laughs> Wait a minute here. There's something wrong. I'm sure I should get one or two of them. And so I came up to my, my father and kind of looked at the, and he, of course, immediately knew what was gone. And he said, well, well, Santa gives the presents. Just as though that would explain everything. Well, I got to tell you, there were tears. And, and of course, that's the point of the story, telling it how I cried when I was five years old handing out. But you know what? Of course, you know, that lasted like two seconds. And here are your presents. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to give you a bad time. But do you see the power of our mental expectations, right? Of course I had, I, in fact, I probably, if I was five and it was mostly adults, there were probably more presents for me than anyone else there. And on an instant, on a dime, so to speak, my thoughts changed and it's like, oh my gosh, here are my presents, right? We absolutely have the power to change our emotions. If you, if you ever doubt that, just think about uh, in your own life sometime where you were thinking things were one way and you were upset or angry or whatever it is. And then in an instant you find out the truth is something quite different. And it's like, <sighs> well, you are doing that. I know it feels sometimes like outward people are doing that. I know sometimes it feels like our, our depression is based on the economy or that our job has the, powerful, uh, the power to make us feel limited or lacking or, or, that, uh, or that even the people around us that we somehow have to mirror the way that they're thinking or they're feeling. But I'm here to tell you it's not actually true. Let me illustrate with a corny Christmas joke. So a, few <laughs> so a few days before Christmas, two young brothers were spending the night at their grandparents' house. When it was time to go to bed, and anxious, of course, to do the right thing, we do have to keep up appearances, uh, they decided to kneel down and do their prayers. Suddenly, the younger one be able, began to do so in a very loud voice. Dear God, please ask Santa Claus to bring me a PlayStation, a mountain bike, and a telescope. Well, his older brother leaned over and nudged him. Why are you shouting? God isn't deaf. He said, I know, but Grandma very nearly is. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thinking that's kind of the point of my talk tonight. If God represents the fullness and limitless nature of the universe, surely love, joy, peace, anything that we would wish to experience is available to us. But so often we settle for grandma. And by that, 
I mean, now bear with me for a minute. So often what I mean by that is we're attached to exactly how our good can come to us. It has to come through grandma. It has to come through our boss. It has to come from a stable political uh, uh, situation going on. It, our joy has to come to us from a stable working condition. We put all, we pin all of our joy, if you will, on externals. We think we need to know how our joy comes to us. When joy itself as a gift from God. First of all, it's limitless. You experienced that a little bit, I hope, during the meditation, right? How easily it was to think of a time back in your past when you really felt joy, when you really had that sense of, of the world being for you and never against you, that, that feeling of bliss. That is you doing that. You have that capability. And so I have... A little homework for you tonight. I want to suggest that we all can hang the lights up high this Christmas. And let me explain. We, we had a whole song about it, which, bless you, that was beautiful. And I thank you. But we have the ability to decorate the inside of us so that we can experience joy on the outside of us. Joy, like so many things, is an inside job. First, it comes from within, and then we start feeling it. First, our imagination gets involved. First, it's on the inside, our thoughts. And then our emotional system floods us with all of those feelings that go with it. And so when I say to hang the lights up high, I mean, what is it that you can do, that you can think, that you can arrange in your life so that you're joyful. The other thing about the, the song that they sang is uh, uh, the, the ending lines are about really in the face of our troubles, let's throw our joy. Meaning almost that, that despite whatever's going on, we owe it to ourselves to lift up our lives. It's, it's part of who we are. It's part of what we can become to experience more, to feel more, to have more. It's up to us, ultimately. If we're going to wait for the political climate to iron itself out before we can be happy again or feel secure, Oh my gosh, I don't suggest it. <laughs> if we're going to wait for, I don't know, some marvelous tax break that will come in the new year so that we can buy our way into happiness through a new car or a, or a bigger house or something like that, I don't know that I would wait for that, right? If we're going to experience joy, let us do it now. Let us hang the lights up high. So uh, in our house, uh, you know, the last couple years, we didn't do that much to celebrate the holidays. And, and I'm not sure why that was. But this year, uh, we started off uh, Thanksgiving. We got out a National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. <laughs> and, uh, and us and the, and, and the cousins that had come over and, and some of the, the teenagers were present. We laughed and we laughed. Some of us had seen it so many times we were doing the words with them. Do you have any movies that are like that where you've seen them so many times, especially if they're kid-friendly movies? Often you've seen them so many times you know the words as well as the actors on the screen. So we laughed our way through that whole thing. And the next day we spent all day decorating. 
We got out, uh, well, first of all, our Christmas tree almost looks overburdened. <laughs> we put on every single decoration that we own on the tree. <laughs> it, it almost is like, <laughs> and yet it gave us such fun decorating it, such pleasure in the process of it. Uh, and, and of course, it's, it's a pretty thing when it's done, but I want to suggest it's less about the finished product and more about bringing that out as you're creating it. As you are creating your experience of the holidays this year, what can you do to hang the lights up high? That's your homework. And I would suggest that if you're in particular feeling that this is a rough year, that if in particular this has been difficult for you, whether it's because of the political climate, whether it's because maybe you've, uh, you've suffered some losses or, or had some ill health or things like that, all the more reason. Let us literally throw our joy out into the world. What I know is that what we focus on is return to us multiplied. It works with prosperity and it absolutely works with love and with joy. The more you give it away, you, it's one of those things where you can't outgive God, so to speak. It's like throw your joy out there. Be giddy with it, and what you will discover is that the universe responds to that. It brings it back to you. You'll have more reasons for being joyous. More lovely people will show up in your life to, to partake of it. You'll be emboldened to be sillier and happier and more joyous than ever before. But you have to get the ladder out. You have to be willing to dust off all of your knowledge about yourself, right? Because this is all about self-inquiry. This is all about self-knowledge. You're the only one that really knows how to bring joy to you. So let's not be stingy this Christmas with our love, with our feelings of joy and happiness. Let us plan some crazy parties. Let us do some decorating if that brings us joy. Let us make sure we're in touch with all of our families and kids and grandkids on the phone. Let us make sure that we're buying some of the, the special crazy foods that take all day to make and aren't even that good when you're done, but they're special, by gosh. <laughs> right? Don't your families have some of those traditions? Let us do it all for joy. Let us do it all for the life and the love and the joy that we can bring into our own homes, to our friends and to our families, to our own heart. Because as we raise our own spirits, the universe is raised up. You are God's proxy. Have you thought about the idea of yourself being God's proxy? By this I mean in the realm of human affairs, God only gets to experience joy and love, peace and harmony through you. That's how God gets to feel love. At least the human kind of love is through humans. God isn't some uh, strange, far-off observer with a telescope peeking in to get a glimpse of love. God gets to actually feel joy when we're feeling it. God gets to have that intimate sense of belonging and, uh, and peace uh, when we're feeling it. 
And so let us be outrageously loving this year. Let us bring about this holiday season the true idea of holiday, of enjoyment, of laughter, of peace, of companionship, all of those good things. I'm going to close, of course, with a prayer, but also a final quote from uh, Ernest Holmes. This is from the Science of Mind textbook. He says, Ye are the light of the world. Humanity is the candle of God. How important then that this light be kept trim and burning brightly with the oil of pure spirit through the wick of peace and joy. In this way do we glorify that the indwelling God who is the heavenly father and the cosmic mother to all. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence, one life, one goodness, one source of all joy. This is God. And what I know about God, what I know about joy, is it is present in unlimited display, unlimited ability, unlimited always. So joy is mine to have and express whenever I choose. Joy is mine. It's an inside job. And I create my joyous experiences through my own creativity, through my imagination, through my memory of past joy, through my anticipation of joyous moments of friendship and love to come. As it is true for me, I know it is true without question for everyone here tonight, it is possible to put aside our feelings of dismay and trouble They'll be there. We can pick them up when we need them, when it's important. But it's also available to everyone to have that feeling of joy. That bliss, that hope, that dream, always available to us, always indwelling, always part of God's spiritual promise. And for this, I'm grateful. I wish us all a happy holiday season. I wish us that joy so deserved. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here tonight. So glad you're here. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you.